You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everyone, to the June 6th edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. I am your host, Louis DiBiase. My second run at this on the Locked On Eagles podcast. If you missed yesterday's show, we talked about the Eagles' best positional groups on the roster, both on offense and defense. I thought it was a really good discussion. You can check that podcast today's and throughout the week. We do it five days a week on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, LockedOnEagles.com, where I won't only be posting five you know, podcasts a week, but I'll also be posting weekly articles on all things Philadelphia Eagles and the NFL. So make sure you check all of that out. Uh, excited to be doing this on day two. I'm really excited to talk some Eagles. I think we have a really interesting topic today on our first edition of the Locked In segment. Today we're locked in on Razul Douglas, the second-year cornerback for the Eagles out of West Virginia. He was a third-round pick in 2017. So we're going to do this once a week throughout the offseason up until the regular season where we're going to we're going to get locked in on one player from the Eagles. We're going to get deep into his development, what he did throughout the past for the Eagles, what we can expect of him in 2018. So that's going to be every Wednesday from now on. But uh, again, you're listening to the June 6th edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at DBSLOE and at at Locked On Eagles. Uh, I want to make the show as interactive as possible throughout throughout the week and throughout the year. So, you know, getting polls every week. If you have questions you want to see come up on the show, this is your show as much as it is mine. I think it'll make the show experience a lot better for you if you have something on your mind and you really want to get it out there and have me discuss it. So, again, at DBSLOE and at Locked On Eagles. So, again, really excited to get into it today about Razul Douglas, and, and we have a special guest on today calling in for us from Philly Sports Network. It's Liam Jenkins of phillysportsnetwork.com, and his YouTube channel does some great film study and did an interesting piece this week about how Razul Douglas could potentially move to safety in 2018 and maybe down you know throughout the future because of how much depth the Eagles have at corner, and it's not just depth, it's young depth. It's not like it's safety where, you know, you have Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod, okay, eventually those guys are going to get moved out, they have a big salary cap hit, but the Eagles right now have are hoping Sidney Jones buds into an elite player, and I think he's going to. Jalen Mills is coming off an elite playoff performance on the outside. Ronald Darby is only 24 years old and has shown some really good things in both Buffalo and Philly. I thought he struggled and you know, he's a free agent next year and could end up cashing in. Who knows if it's with the Eagles, but even if he doesn't stay, they spent a fourth-round pick on Avante Maddox. And then, of course, there's Razul Douglas, who, you know, in place of Ronald Darby last year when Darby went down week one against the Redskins, I thought Douglas did some really good things, especially in cover, you know, in zone concepts. He, he has a nose for the ball. He had eight interceptions at West Virginia his final season, which was the NCAA high last year so he's a ball hawk and he's, he's a ball hawk in a different way than a guy like Ronald Darby who uses his speed and athleticism whereas Douglas uses that size and length and just the instinct and you know he had a, you know I look back to the Giants game where he had that big interception on over Brandon Marshall and he had one against Carolina he left a few on the field against Chicago and Denver but this is another guy I expect to take big strides in year two, whether it's on the outside at corner or maybe at safety. So right now we have on Liam Jenkins of the Philly Sports Network. So what do we see in Douglas during his rookie season maybe that translate over to safety? Because let's be honest, Sidney Jones and Razul and, you know, Ronald Darby, 
Jalen Mills. They drafted Avante Maddox in the fourth round. Bosby. The Eagles have stockpiled corners, and I really like Vazul Douglas on the outside. I like his development and his rookie year. I think he could take a big step in year two, but, you know, it's a numbers game, and if Jones becomes the elite talent they think he could be and Jalen Mills, you know, continues off his amazing playoff performance he had this past season, and I don't know if Darby's going to be here after this season, but he certainly could be, and he's going to have a significant role in 2018. What traits did you see from Douglas in 2017 that maybe say, okay, if we we have a good problem here at corner, let's move see if we can move him back to safety? I think there's some incentive playing, there's some incentive of the actual roster shape, and the one person I always bring it back to is Jalen Watkins. Because in 2015, a lot of people really didn't you know, like his play or how things worked out. And what we saw was someone that was a slightly inconsistent tackler, but was when, you know, put in against the Washington Redskins or the Arizona Cardinals, actually held his own. The next year, the Eagles drafted Blake Countess in the sixth round, and with a flurry of cornerbacks, he actually went over to safety to compete just to try and stay on the roster. And as we all know, obviously a year later in the Super Bowl winning season, he had a massive role to play. I think Douglas from that angle would take a similar route. Like you said, they're stockpiled corners. And even if Darby isn't here after next year and bring back Mills, you still then got Jones, Mills, potentially Avante Maddox. And there's no one to say that Douglas can't come back down when they draft another safety. So it wouldn't be like a move forever, for instance. But in terms of what we see on the field, the man is just an absolute ball hawk. But because he's played so far off from the ball, that click and close that we used to see, and he's very instinctive. He's able to make those big decisions, and he hits like a freight train. And that's the big thing. The Eagles like firm tacklers that aren't just going to be sporadic and kind of go in with their arms and miss the ball carrier. And we've seen Rodney McLeod do that a few times. If the Eagles can just get someone that is secure in tackling, that is going to be patient and not go for the big play and just make sure the ball carrier hits the ground, you partner that with someone that's six foot two and has got arms that go on for days. And I think you're going to throw it back to some of the old school safeties that we haven't seen in quite some time in Philadelphia. We're talking with Liam Jenkins of the Philly Sports Network. Jalen Mills is a guy that a lot of people have said could potentially replace McLeod or Jenkins in the future. And when we're talking about this depth issue, which is something we what's well, not really an issue. It's, it's a good thing that we the Eagles have going on right now. But Mills played safety a lot at LSU before getting drafted by the Eagles. Is you know is Douglas maybe a better fit than Mills? What are some things maybe Douglas can do at safety that Jalen Mills couldn't that would give the Eagles an advantage? Like I'm trying to figure out is it they move Mills or Douglas to safety based on one of the other guys being better at corner or one of the other guys being better at safety? Do you know, it's such an interesting debate. And it was one of the biggest res- takeaways that I had on that video is that a lot of people said, no, they'll move Mills to safety because of his experience at LSU. I think Mills as a cornerback has the same kind of skill set is Douglas. It's just that now Douglas obviously doesn't have as much experience there. Mills, in my opinion, has earned that that cornerback role. And the problem I have with taking Mills out of it is if you look at when he first came in in 2016, seventh round pick, filled in for Laodice McKelvin in week one, he's gone from there to making game-changing plays against the Falcons, game-changing plays in the games beyond that and in the Super Bowl. And he's earned every right to be that starting cornerback. And if you strip him off that and you put him on a back line where he's going to play 30% of defensive snaps, I think you take it to, if that's me, I would see that as a demotion. I don't see how you wouldn't. Whereas Douglas, whatever way you look at this, he was a depth piece last year that came in. He was never a starter. And he played about, what, 20, 30% of snaps. He's not going to get that this year, especially with Maddox in the fray, especially, as you say, if Bowles makes a roster. And his main now grasp of getting some defensive action 
is going to be over the top. And I think it would just more correlate much better with him than it would with stripping Mills of those 80-90% of snaps and putting him as like a third or fourth safety. Do you think Razul Douglas, let's kind of go back to him playing corner, do you think he could potentially push the Eagles' hand on a Ronald Darby trade? I know, you know, he's only got one more year. They're going to get a compensatory pick for him next year if he doesn't re-sign with Philadelphia. But, look, I'm up in Buffalo, New York, and I, I cover the Bills as well. And I saw some struggles with Darby his first two years coming out of Florida State. There were some great things, as always, with him. But for a guy that size, there are some liabilities. And I think he sometimes – in man coverage was a problem in Buffalo and in Philadelphia at times. Could the Eagles potentially, if they could get a third or maybe even a fourth round pick out of them, if Douglas is just playing that good and they want to get one of their younger guys in there like a Razul Douglas and help him develop because he's, you know, he is in the plans of the future. Could Douglas maybe play in to, as a factor of a potential Ronald Darby trade? I think you definitely have to consider it. I'm not sure whether it would be ever something that kind of comes available. And the reason I say that is because the way this team is structured is that you've got the younger guys that learn under the veterans. And Darby is still very young in himself. I believe he's, what, 24, 25 years old. He's still got a lot on the table there. Um, came into the league very young. He's obviously had a fantastic rookie year. And as you say, he's been inconsistent. I think injuries haven't helped him. But he, he's now... This is his big year. If he gets injured now, it's going to severely hurt his free agency stock. And the Eagles have a stockpile of corners. And it's the same sort of thing with Michael Kendricks when they were shopping him for so long that eventually you diminish that value. And I think everyone knows the Eagles have so many corners and that they'd probably like to offload one and strengthen another area. And they, you know, they did the same with Derby last year. They acquired him really late. And I think now you give him a full year in that system, let him compete and have that big year. No one says you've got to re-sign him. And in a worst case scenario, I think that Derby just gives you a bit more consistency than Douglas, who I was either like a make or break corner. It was all or nothing. And a lot of the times with Douglas, if it wasn't for the overtop help at safety, there would have been a lot more bigger plays given up. He had plenty of flashes of potential, but I think if the game's on the line in the NFC Championship, you want Ronald Darby out there. I don't think you want to put a lineup of a 2016 seventh round pick, uh, a 2017 second round pick, and a 2017 third. It's too young. You need some kind of older experience out there. And I think for that reason, given that Maddox and Bowsby are both young as well, you need to keep Derby around just to kind of help, you know, get the confidence in that locker room, even if it's just for one more year. If Douglas were to reach his ceiling, let's say, and so did Derby, how different, you know, how far off is one maybe from the other? Is there a significant gap? Because I do agree, Douglas had some struggles in his rookie year. You know, he was only a rookie, though, and eventually, you know, those, you could see him develop into a complete corner. So who do you think, is the better, I don't want to call Darby a prospect at this point, heading into his fourth season, but just how far off is Douglas from Darby? Uh, it's it's an interesting question. I'd say there's still quite a big jump off. And again, the way I position it is if the game's on the line, you've got Julio Jones outside, which is the cornerback you want on him. But a lot of it's going to be scheme dependent as well. And bearing in mind where Darby came from in Buffalo, he comes over to a very familiar sort of territory in Philadelphia. And Douglas hasn't had that. Where he came out of West Virginia, he was playing way away from the ball. It was zone coverage a lot of the time. And now he's having to land man, and that is taking a bit of time. I think skill set-wise, Darby is much more of like a well-rounded cornerback. He gives you that consistency in zone. He can kind of sit back and let the play come to him. And 
what you see with Derby is just someone there where he'll be silent most of the game. And with cornerbacks, that's usually a good thing. Like, you normally only hear cornerback names if they've either got a massive play or, you know, they've given up a massive play. It's one or the other. Exactly. And if you've got someone that's just consistently under the radar and you go, oh, I haven't seen one or Derby in about two weeks, probably a good sign he's doing his job. And the Eagles have that right now, where with Douglas, the moment he's on the field, you know about it. He's going to be exploited. It was the same with Jalen Mills. The minute there was a potential weak link in that defense, Mills was like one of the most targeted cornerbacks all year last year, I believe. And it's, it doesn't, you know, go without reason. In his rookie year, he gave up a tremendous amount of yards on kind of curls and comebacks. And Douglas, as we now know, in separation, he gives it up way too easy at the line of scrimmage. I think Derby, as of right now, if you're picking one to build a franchise in a draft, you pick Derby because he's the more complete corner. In terms of ceiling, it depends on how the Eagles go with it. If they can keep Douglas away from the ball and they allow him to just kind of close in on those routes and leap over and use his arms, then I think you have to go with Douglas having the higher upside. But if it stays as it is, I think that, you know, you can make a case that it's probably a level playing field, if anything. So do you think he has a higher upside at safety or corner? Oh, it's, it's true. I would personally, at this point, I would say safety because he's going to get exposed to more playing time and his skill set currently, it just translates so well to the position. I think there's too many dots there that add up for it to at least not be worth a shot. And if it backfires, you can come back down. It's not the end of the world. But you bear in mind, if he stays at cornerback, who are the corners he's going to learn from and try and emulate? They're all around his age group. They're still relatively inexperienced. You know, as you say, Derby's the oldest corner in the room going into his fourth year. If you move to safety, you've then got Malcolm Jenkins and you've got Rodney McLeod. There are two pro ball names. They're two elite safeties, in my opinion. And below him, it's two undrafted free agents. I think the room for growth at safety will be a lot higher than it is at cornerback. And for that reason, I think his skill set will be better moulded over the top than it would be outside. Yeah, and two, you know, the thing at corner is he's just, yeah, he's not, he's not going to get the looks probably. And you look at it too, Jalen Mills and Sidney Jones, they're still on rookie contracts, whereas Malcolm Jenkins and Ronnie McLeod have a significant cap hit on the Eagles, and that's going to play a factor into this. You know, even if Darby ideally is a better, you know, corner for the Eagles, a better option on the outside, him being in a contract year is going to kind of force the Eagles' hand. They just might not be able to pay him, even if he is better than Douglas. That's why I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with him, because I think he does have a place in this defense in the future. What do you think is the more likely future for him? I know now you just said that you think he's better off at safety. Do you think the Eagles now are going to actually consider that? Jim Schwartz talked about wanting to keep Douglas on the outside in his press conference, and when they asked him if he planned on using any of the corners at safety, he said not at this time. So currently it doesn't seem like it's in their plans, but what, what is the, more, the most likely future for Douglas? Do they consider moving him to safety, or do they seem set on him becoming Darby's replacement? I think from the, the way the team's set up, it wouldn't surprise me if they do keep him outside. And the way to look at that is sort of last year with the wide receiver group, for instance, as I said, they like keeping guys there to just grow through and wait to then take over the heir yeah, to the throne sort of thing. So overall, I think Douglas is probably going to stick outside, which is a shame. But the way to look at that then is that, as you say, if Derby does go, he can then jump straight in. And while there's going to be a drop-off, another year to develop and learn and take those mental reps on the sideline, it's going to do him the world of good as well. Um, 
having said that, I think a lot of this is also going to depend on what they do at the safety spot. There's still a lot of people waiting on, do they re-sign Corey Graham? Because that's going to obviously change that landscape entirely. If they don't, um, Malcolm Jenkins played 42% of his snaps at linebacker last year. So he's not someone that sits over the top. And Rodney McLeod needs a running mate. And while Jeremy Reeves may be ready, he's undrafted. And Trey Sullivan was from the same boat. But he's obviously just had an extra year in the system. So... I think that's going to be the big deciding factor. If they can't get extra help at safety, then they've got then the ability to at least try it in training camp. That was going to be the big give. Are they going to be able to move him around through OTAs and camp? And it wouldn't surprise me. We saw it last year, I think, with Trey Burton as a wide receiver at times, flexing out to the slot. And I think that was my big push last year was get Trey Burton outside or into the slot and have him more as like a flex kind of player. And it wouldn't surprise me to see the same thing. Like it, it may not have to be a permanent move, but even if it's just a few snaps at training camp or one big play on a preseason game, and it will at least throw that into conversation amongst the defensive coaches. So if you had to pretty much draw up a ideal secondary for the Eagles in 2018, where would you have everyone lined up? And then let's do it in the future too. So let's do 2018. And then I'm a big speculation guy, Liam. I love to you know, kind of <laughs> pull things together and be like, all right, so what about now and into the future? I'm always keeping my eyes down the road. So let's say in 2018, what's your, if you're the coach, you're drawing up the secondary and then into the future. If I'm drawing at the minute, if I'm Jim Schwartz, I'm moving Douglas to safety, and I would then have Rodney McLeod and Douglas at safety, then your cornerbacks, Sidney Jones outside, uh, Jalen Mills on the other side, and potentially Darby, depending obviously on how you feel. A lot of people want Sidney Jones in the slot. Like, likely it's going to be Darby and Mills outside, but I'd still rotate them around, see how you go. Either combination of those trio is going to be fantastic anyway. After the 2018 season is when things get a bit murky. I think depending on Derby's form, if he gets injured again, makes him a lot easier to re-sign to a Tim Jernigan type deal. If he doesn't and he has an absolute border of a season, then you're probably going to want to let him walk. And then you shift Jones back outside if he's been in the nickel and you have Avante Maddox fill that role in the slot. So then you've still got Jalen Mills and Sidney Jones on the outside. You then have Maddox in the slot. And by that time, they're probably going to draft a safety. And then you'll have Jenkins, McLeod, uh, Douglas, and then the potential rookie. So that, that would be the way I do things. But obviously, there's a reason I'm probably not a defensive coordinator or anything like that. So no, we'll like see it. how it goes. <laughs> I think it's interesting. I, I like the way you drew it up. Did you say Darby in the slot? I think it's a, it's a possibility. It's the one possibility that's never been discussed. I was gonna say, you're and the I think first because... person that's brought that up, and I kind of thought in my head, like he's a he's an athletic, fast guy that can keep up with quicker receivers in the slot, and no one's really thrown his name around there. I don't feel like he's done enough on the outside to deserve not being considered to be pushed in the middle. Because let's be honest, I think Jalen Mills has been has had a better career so far. Well, you know, maybe not a career, but he had a better season last year when they were both playing. Yeah, Mills definitely made the more headline plays. And I think another year inside, it could benefit anyone. I mean, the way to... I think people view the nickel spot as almost a devotion if you're starting outside. It's still defensive snaps. And you're still, especially nowadays, like nickel packages are becoming the base formation. So you're always going to be on the field there or thereabouts. And if you look at the way Patrick Robinson played, he was one of the most valuable players on that team last year. So it's by no means a step back. The team. And I think with so much rotation going on, 
you know, everyone's saying Mills to safety or Mills inside or Jones to safety or Jones inside or wherever it's going to be. It's like a constant changing wheel where no one knows which spoke's going to be on top. Why not try Ronald Darby inside? And I think if that works and it gives him an extra level of versatility to his game, great. If not, you've then got three or four cornerbacks which can transition inside if needed. That gives them a versatility edge over, right, who do we want back? Because they can obviously benefit the team in more than one way. If you're just an outside cornerback, you're not going to benefit the team as much as someone who can play both spots. And that's what Sidney Jones is doing brilliantly right now. He's showing the team that he can play inside. He can handle himself outside. Why not let Derby do the same? If you can get Derby inside and then have two very strong corners outside as well, then that defense is going to be unstoppable. And I think the way that Schwartz carries himself through training camp, he keeps his cards very close to his chest. We're going to see a lot of surprises, I think, in kind of rotation over the next few months or so. Um, names you probably didn't even think of playing in different positions because that's the way this team seems to roll. Right, right. Oh, man, that's the thing. Bosby was a guy that I didn't think was going to be in the slot conversation. That's a, that's a guy that Schwartz brought up a lot in the press conference. So last thing for you here on Razul Douglas, because he, he is a bigger corner. He's a bigger corner than someone like Darby. You know, you look into the Super Bowl when Rob Gronkowski, I thought Mills did a really good job on Gronk in the first half when he was lined up on Gronk on the outside. They moved Gronk to the left side during the second half. I feel like Darby really struggled with him just because of the based on the size. I mean, how does how does a five eleven corner with with a more speed oriented style than a physicality style like a Jalen Mills, who I thought just based on that fared better against Gronk, he just struggled. Darby struggled with him. Would the Eagles maybe consider using Douglas more matchup based because he's a bigger corner? In the, you know, in the past, Schwartz hasn't really done that. He's normally kept one corner on each side. But would they consider using Douglas maybe on bigger receivers and maybe using him as a matchup based guy? Potentially, the way I view that is that they tend to. I mean, obviously, if you look at someone like um, Josh Norman or a cornerback like that, and they keep them keyed on that number one receiver and move them around. I think it opens up the rest of the defense to exploitation because at any point, the offense knows that you're going to have the best cornerback swinging back and forth, following that number one target. And the moment you then got a mismatch elsewhere, you're in trouble. And the Eagles receivers did a brilliant job of that last year. Like, you know, they only had, it would take them, what, 15 games to get a 1,000-yard game out of a wide receiver, which is, or sorry, 100 yards. Jesus, 1,000 yards would be crazy. Uh, but I think that that's the way to look at it. They don't like keying people in but if you have it as a match of see one that's not working Douglas has got the physical intangibles to drop in at any point and make an impact and that's the one thing he's always had going for him um schematically they do tend to keep corners outside or locked inside and just see what the offense throws them like the minute you start reacting to what the offense gives you so intricately and moving guys around just to account for other people you're going to open up other weaknesses and that tends to be the way that the NFL chess match works. So Schwartz normally likes to just keep everything settled back and away from the ball and let his players then adapt as opposed to the scheme be dictated by what the offense does. But there's definitely potential there. If there's something they don't like and then you've got, for in the red zone especially, like if you've got Gronk, for instance, and you've got Brandon Cooks and someone else, and you're going to want someone there with a bit of height and a wingspan to bat that ball away, there's no reason why he couldn't be used in that situation. Liam Jenkins of the Philly Sports Network joining us to discuss Razul Douglas, our first edition of Locked In. 
on an Eagles prospect. We do it once a week, every Wednesday today. First edition on Razul Douglas. Liam, thanks for joining us today on the show. Really appreciate it. And it, Hey, it's a great situation because we look at the Eagles in the past. After the Sheldon Brown, Lido Shepard era, we had to cycle through the guys like Ellis Hobbs. You know, outside of Asante Samuel, we had... You know, the Namdi era, Kerry Williams and Bradley Fletcher. Then it was Byron Maxwell. So the fact that we get to discuss, you know, four or five corners, including Douglas, that can legitimately make a positive impact. Like, we're discussing now who's going to play corner because they, we think they're all really good as to, opposed to they're all really bad as in the past. So I think it's a great situation. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, too much talent is never a bad problem to have. Like, you can never complain at that. And you're totally right. If you even just think back two years, when your starting corners were Nolan Carroll and Laodice McKelvin, right, McKelvin would be burned or injured. Yeah, and then Nolan Carroll would either be making, you know, really solid plays or missing tackles left, right, and center. So to have the complete inverse of that and to be able to just go, you know, which player do we put out because they're all too good, that's a great problem. And I think it's going to get to a stage where you start having that across the board. And this team and the beginnings of a, at least a defensive dynasty are there because the jump they took from year one to year two under Jim Schwartz was just remarkable. And they played with such confidence. You're going to see the same sort of thing this year. And a lot more stunts from the players, I think, in terms of who goes inside, who doesn't. And the more confidence they get, the more their abilities begin to show. The more things Jim Schwartz can tinker with in dial-up, and there's no more fun defense to watch than this Eagles defense when it's dominating. Absolutely. Great stuff, Liam. Hey, uh, mention where they we can find your stuff, both on YouTube and on Twitter and your website. So the website's phillysportsnetwork.com. Um, you can follow me at LiamJenkins21 or at PhiladelphiaSN, whichever one you choose. And then if you just search Philly Sports Network on YouTube, then the channel will come up. Awesome. Liam, thank you so much for joining us again. Really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll get you on the show down the road because I need a film guy a lot of the time to, you know, tell me what I'm not seeing here throughout, throughout the tape. So appreciate it. Really liked your insight and hopefully we'll have you on in the future. Absolutely, man. It's been an honor and best of luck with the show. All right. Thanks, Liam. Awesome stuff there from Liam Jenkins of the Philly Sports Network talking about Razul Douglas. Really appreciated his stuff. And if you want to check out more of his stuff, go to phillysportsnetwork.com. He's also got his YouTube channel really good film breakdown and I thought what he said was interesting about Razul Douglas I, I'm not so sure if you know he's a corner or a safety with the Eagles long term but what I do know is he does have a place in this Eagles defense and I don't expect Dart look the thing why I like, can't even give you a definitive answer on if I think he's a corner or a safety is you know not only is Darby potentially not on the team after 2018 but I don't know, is Rodney McLeod guaranteed to be on this roster after this year? He's a significant salary cap hit. And look, the Eagles have some other priority signings they have to address next year. Would you rather have Rodney McLeod or re-sign Brandon Graham and have Douglas play safety and not lose BG? Or if not Brandon Graham, although you got to pay him, you also want to pay Jordan Hicks next year. Or heck, maybe instead, maybe Douglas, it comes down to if they want to keep Darby or McLeod that Sides Douglas's fate. Wherever they feel more comfortable with Douglas, they might decide to get rid of one or the other. Because if they, you know, let McLeod walk, you could argue they could end up then trying to sign Ronald Darby. But it's very interesting stuff. And well, let's get to our poll of the day. But but first, if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring the Locked On Eagles podcast. Locked On Eagles is listened to by 98% men. That's right, 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men 18 to 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are extremely reasonable, 
email us at LockedOnEagles.com or at LouisDiBiase at Yahoo.com to find out more. All right, so let's get to our poll of the day here in the Locked On Eagles podcast, which has a lot to do with our segment today, which is Locked On Razul Douglas. And the poll is, who will be the Eagles' best corner in 2018? Again, Eagles' corner is extremely deep. It's five deep at this point when you add Devonta Bosby. You know, they, and they had Daryl Worley at one point. If they didn't cut him, this cornerback group would just be absolutely crowded. And it, and it still is, but you just consider the fact that, too, they traded for Worley this year and had plans for him before he got arrested. So uh, you guys have spoken. Sidney Jones, 42%, will be the Eagles' best corner next year. Jalen Mills at 25%. You had Ronald Darby at second, actually, at 28%. So Mills in third, and Razul Douglas only 5%. So... Whoever uh, voted for Razul Douglas, I appreciate you because I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. He, he's a fan favorite of mine. I, I love his style. A ball hawk that also has the length and size of Douglas with the tackling ability, to me, is someone I want in the plans uh, in the secondary. So you guys have spoken, though, and it's Sidney Jones. And we're going to continue to discuss the Eagles secondary. We'll, in our positional previews, we'll talk about the secondary down the road. But I, I'm with you because Sidney Jones, you want him to be your best corner because he has more talent than any of these guys. He is someone that, to me, could become one of the best corners in the NFL. And so far in OTAs, he's showed that he can do that. I know it's very premature. we got to see him in live action once again outside of just the one Week 17 game he had last year. But I'm very confident in Sidney Jones. I would disagree with Darby at 28% over Jalen Mills. It was close during throughout the, you know, the, the long-lasting poll. I thought Jalen Mills was going to end up taking it. But I think Mills is better. I think he is more physical. I know he the speed is lacking, but Jalen Mills is underrated speed. He's not someone that ran a 4.6. You know, he was under 4.5, and I think that – you know, he uses that. I just don't know if a lot of people still give Mills enough credit because he was a seventh-round pick and because Pro Football Focus ranked him dead last in starting corners in 2016. I just He took such a step up in year two, and hopefully Razul Douglas can make that same step. So either way, the Eagles have a great problem. <laughs> you know, we don't have to deal with the likes of Kerry Williams and Bradley Fletcher anymore blowing a 60-yard. You know, I look back to the John Brown touchdown back in 2014, the Eagles just couldn't hold. No matter how much talent they had on offense or up front on defense or at safety, these corners just weren't talented enough to last four quarters of playing just competent football, not even at a high level, just just competent. That's all the Eagles needed, and most of the time they didn't get that, and they finally do now with so many different different options. All right, so that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. If you missed any of our shows, you can check it out at Apple Podcasts or on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or LockedOnEagles.com. We'll be back tomorrow for our third edition of the new era of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Follow me on Twitter at DiBiaseLOE and Locked On Eagles at Locked On Eagles. Thank you, and let's go, Birds. You are Locked On Eagles. Your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.